Good morning, everybody. Skies are gray this morning. It's it's a religion. We are on the air. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the middle west of the divided states of America to the republic for which they stand. Two nations under God, quite divided, but liberty and justice for some. And that, our friends, is the new American motto. American. What's it like to be an American nowadays? A lot different than it used to be, that's for sure. When I look at our local paper and I just cringe at uh, pretty much every story pumping out the liberal agenda, pumping out communism, pumping out uh, whatever goes against God, whatever goes against God's truth about life. Uh, how can we support evolution? How can we support LGBTQ? How can we support anything that will go against the Lord God Almighty and his purposes of creating this planet, creating life on it? Uh, creating you as a human being and uh, our premise here is that fact that god created everything that you are a child of god that you were created with a purpose that you have uh inert value because of that because you were created in the image of god that's where your value comes from not from some uh, pool of soup and millions of years that is never going to provide value to anybody um, it's just going to take away value uh, from society so with that, we uh, state that the premises of God are true and right and good and the best way in which we should follow life, follow after what God has given us. And he is God. So if that's true and he made everything, then we have a responsibility to seek him out, to figure out what he has asked of us as part of this life, to place our faith and trust in him. And we'll see the results of that today a little bit. Um, we're going to look at some more on faith, on the idea of faith in the Bible, in the New Testament. And we're going to contrast that to what we see going on in our society. Like I said, our, our local newspaper, which is in a very conservative area and the city itself is more liberal i would say and that's typically the way it works when you live in a city when you live in a populous environment for whatever reason that allows liberalism to creep in and allows the ideas of communism the ideas of socialism the ideas of trying to create an equal outcome for everybody which will never, ever, ever happen because in a socialistic society, even fewer people have access to wealth, access to a better life. Typically, in a socialist society, you're going to teach to the lowest common denominator. You're going to encourage people to be at the lowest common denominator. Because that's the way it works, folks. It's been proven over and over again. Just like vaccines aren't working to kill COVID. It isn't the vaccine that's helped anybody. It's the fact that, that God, I believe, through his infinite wisdom, allowed this Omicron variant to come into place and basically wipe through everybody. So it created natural immunity for folks. I think the vaccine may have helped cause that. And all you got to do is look at the statistics, the COVID stats. Look at India versus United States. India has over four times the population and had less than 
half of the issues than we did. USA, let's look at this. Total cases. USA, 80,270,563 total cases. India, 42,867,031. So half the cases. Total deaths. In America, 963,371. India, 512,652. And I don't believe half of those people were killed by COVID. I'm going to be real honest. Maybe India is more accurate than ours. But uh, total recovered, U.S. 52 million, uh, India 42 million. Active cases. Now, here's the whammy. I, that just hit me between the eyes. Active cases, 27,107,000 on uh, the U.S. side. India, 164,492. Seems to me it's pretty much over there. Serious or critical is actually about the same, though. 10,004 versus 89. Total cases per 1 million in population. Whoa. U.S. 24195, India 30,570. Deaths per 1 million in population. 2883 in the U.S. India 366. Total tests. 942 million in U.S. 762 million in the in India. And the population, 1.4 billion in India, 334 million in the United States. So, who did this right? Hmm. I, from what I can tell, hardly anybody else even comes close. You know, they were, uh, what, Bill Gates was holding up Australia, which is still going strong because eventually they're going to get get it. And they had uh, only 193 deaths per 1 million in population, so better than India. But they couldn't leave their house. They were locked down. So let's contrast the science in all of this. And uh, and see what happened. I believe India's results were due to ivermectin and the wide availability of it. Just my two cents. And I think you'll find that in a lot of the African nations too. So let's look at, at what Scripture has to say this morning. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the sons of God. And every man that has this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. Thus his gracious love for us becomes the agent of pure living in our lives. The love of Jesus Christ is like a well of living water. Song of Solomon 4.15 This well is freely open to all, as we see in our text. Jesus, the lover of the soul, who says, Come, also says, Whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will be in him a well of water springing up to everlasting life and that is a truth if you truly drink at the fountain of the Lord Jesus Christ you will find eternal life you will find a well of water that will eliminate uh, your thirst for sin your thirst for the world and you will have a realization that there is more to this whole deal 
than what you've been led to believe. So we're going to read uh, some, or just the first part of Romans chapter 5 that uh, still is helping us to absorb the idea and the concept of faith and what it means in God's economy. And here's an introduction. There's a guy named Barnes uh, that has written a lot of commentary in the Bible that I, I enjoy partaking of his insights because it's usually pretty uh, pretty straightforward and, and seemingly uh, pretty agreeable in most of the things that I've seen him uh, pen. The design of this chapter, chapter 5 of Romans, which has usually been considered as one of the most difficult portions of the New Testament, is evidently to show the results or benefits of the doctrine of justification by faith, the doctrine the apostle had now fully established. He had shown in the previous chapters that men were under condemnation for sin, that this extended alike to the Jews and the Gentiles, that there was no way of escape, but now by the doctrine of pardon, not by personal merit, but by grace, that this plan was fully made known by the gospel of Christ, and that this was no new doctrine, but was, in fact, substantially the same by which Abraham and David had been accepted before God. And having thus stated and vindicated the doctrine, it was natural to follow up a demonstration by stating its bearing and its practical influence. So that's what chapter 5 is all about when it comes to what Paul is trying to accomplish and what he's explaining to people in here. So let's read some of it. Uh, let's get back to 5.1. Sorry, I was off-center here. Therefore, Paul says, being justified by faith, we have a peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So the whole point of faith in Christ is to have peace with God through Christ because without that, we are condemned. We are condemned in our own sin. And I don't know what that looks like in the end, but being separated from God, being condemned to the lake of fire, um, I don't know. That's a scary thought to me. And I don't know if that means persecution throughout eternity, but I don't want anything to do with that. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation works patience. So the tribulation of our faith, when we put faith in Christ, the world does not want Christ. The world hates Christ. That's why I said in our own even local paper, people who are without God, who are without faith, love to persecute God, love to uh, persecute those with faith, because Satan cannot stand God and his ways and his Winning in the end, I don't think. I think he still thinks he's going to win in the end. I don't know. I mean, I understand how it all works in the spiritual realm completely. But right here, tribulation is part of this experience. It doesn't mean you're going to have the best life now, folks. That's not what it's all about. Knowing that tribulation works patience and patience, experience and experience hope. And I can't honestly say that I have acquired enough patience yet. So apparently I haven't been through enough tribulation in my faith. And experience hope. I believe I have a lot of hope. And hope makes not a shame because 
the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Remember that he said, I came to save sinners, not the righteous. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God has commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we now have received the atonement. And then it goes on to talk about how sin entered into the world and that continued atonement that we have in Jesus Christ. And what a beautiful thing that is. So, with that idea in mind, again, I ask, what are you putting faith in? Where is your faith? Is it in yourself? Is it in your spouse? Is it in your children? Is it in other people? Is it in other things? Is it in your money? Is it in some other blank besides Jesus Christ? I was on a men's meeting the other day, and I was asked, after reflecting upon my life, what lesson I had learned. And I said, ultimately, the lesson is it all comes back to Jesus. It all comes back to him and his blood and what he's done for us. We cannot earn salvation. We cannot earn our way into heaven. We cannot earn favor with anyone by doing what we do. We can in a physical sense, but not in a spiritual sense. We have earned favor in God because of what Christ did for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, so that we could put our faith and trust in him and what he did for us. And that is the key that opens the door to eternal life. And so it is all about him. I believe there's a line in the Bible that says it's by him, for him, and through him. And and he says, none come to the Father but through him. And so Christ did not leave open the idea that there are many paths to God. Christ didn't leave open the idea that there are many truths, that there are many ways in which we can believe that this, this existence came into being. There is one way. We were created by God with a purpose, by Christ with a purpose. And anyone who believes and trusts in the idea of evolution, I think, is a fool. I'm sorry. I You know, I don't say that in angst. I don't say that... Uh, trying to condemn you. I'm just speaking truth. How can you believe that you came from a bowl of soup millions of years ago? How can you believe that somehow people evolved by random chance acts of molecular structural improvement over time when you have no mechanism whatsoever for trying to tell me how a being could exist without either a mind, a heart, or lungs, or no, they had to be fully functional creatures. And the only way you get a fully functional creature from nothing is special creation, is someone who knows how to do that. Someone who came to earth who said, oh, you can't see, here you go. And instantly they could see. Someone who can rearrange molecules instantaneously, who has the power and authority to do that. 
Somehow he does. I don't know how it works or I would do it for others. But he does. He did. Eyewitnesses galore to his majesty, to his ability, to his consistency. So what would you rather put faith in? Joe Biden? Really? Liberal social policies that are going to somehow create a utopia on the planet Earth? AOC? <laughs> I'm sorry. But I mean, I again, I go back, I look at our local paper just to get into the news for a minute. And uh, FHN Memorial is uh, eases visitor restrictions. Well, glory be to God. But then I see, you know, USA did network promoting the LGBTQ community. And I'm so sick and tired of them using the rainbow against us. God definitely stole that from uh, the idea of Noah's flood. And I believe, I, I should say Satan stole that from God and the idea of Noah's flood. And so they're trying to use the rainbow flag that everybody live in harmony and come together. And and your truth is, is not my truth. And, and it's just not, it's not reality, folks. When you live a lifestyle that is apart from God, you are lacking wisdom. That's what the Bible says, when you don't have fear of God. And we are doing a disservice to people when we kowtow to all these different beliefs. You know, I saw last night Apple's putting a, a gender-neutral voice on their phone. What the heck is that? There are two genders, people, male and female, period. That's the way God created people. And again, this is just one more outcropping of an anti-God philosophy taking hold in our society. And Satan is going to use every means possible to get to people, to uh, to try and capture the hearts of people and turn them from God. And eventually God says, that's fine. You know, if you want to turn from my ways and turn from your trust and faith and the creation and what I did to give you life, then I will turn you over to a reprobate mind, to believe things that are untrue, to believe things that are ludicrous, which is what we see going on in our society. You know, I, I see a story here. Arbery defendants convicted of hate crimes, lesser charge. What is a hate crime? I mean, doesn't a crime imply that there's some hate involved in it or there's something wrong in somebody's heart that they committed a crime against somebody else? I just, people get so emotional about this stuff. I guess I do too in, in some ways. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It, it just... It boggles my mind that some of the things people believe that are so uh, highness to God. High court to hear case for free speech for artists. Religious web designer didn't serve gay couples. Really? You know, that's another one that I don't... I guess I understand it. If you really know that you're wrong, but yet you want others to support you in your wrongness, then you have to force them to believe the way you do. Because if they don't, then it just makes you feel that, that you might be wrong. Like it calls into question your rightness, doesn't it? And I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not gay. I don't know why 
it makes it better for you to force someone else to believe the way you do or to force someone else out of their business because they don't agree with you, because they don't agree with your position on the fact that uh, two males or two females should be able to marry. I mean, it sickens me. It's, you know, free speech is gone once that happens. If a court decides that the rights of two gay people are more important than the religious rights of someone who believes differently than they do, you know, how is that any different than punching somebody in the face? Well, what do you mean by that? Well, what I mean is when your rights intrude on somebody else's rights, you know, the web guy isn't out there, at least from what I can tell on this, um, trying to um, hurt these people in some way. He's just saying, look, I, I don't believe in what y'all are doing. I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to serve you in that way in my professional capacity. But that's where we're at, folks. I mean, Satan wants to, to force everybody into mandates. He wants to force people to mandate how you live and believe. God doesn't do that. He doesn't force anything on anybody. He says, hey, here's your choice. You can follow this or you can follow that. EU moves to relax rules for tourists. Well, praise the Lord. Largest flying dinosaur found in Scotland. No, largest set of bones that looks like a bird uh, found in wherever it was found. So they're giving Juwan Howard a lot of crud and uh, picked a fight with the Wisconsin guys the other day. I don't know. I mean, it's just guys being guys. It's not that big a deal. So Phil Mickelson apologizes and ends deal with KPMG. So for comments about the Saudis and proposed Super League, which he claims were off the record and not meant to be shared publicly. Interesting. So he got in uh, in trouble, it looks like. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody wants to cancel everybody nowadays. You know what? If you don't like what somebody's saying, just don't listen. And go do what you do. You know, nobody is condemning people to prison for a belief in LGBTQ stuff or BLM stuff. or, But yet, on the other side, people want to condemn people to lose their businesses and lose their free speech rights when you're on the conservative side, when you believe in God, when you believe in and trust in the Almighty. And believe in free principles, free enterprise. You know, people wake up and smell the fascism. Not the fascism, but the communism. However you want to say it. You know, the people that want to cancel others, the people that want to mandate things, the people that want to go against the Lord God Almighty and force people to believe certain things about a certain way to live or what have you. Is that what you really want for our society, people? I mean, I pray, Lord God Almighty, help enough people wake up to what's going on in this world. That it will not come to pass in our generation. But but your will be done, in Jesus' name. So, y'all have a, a blessed day. Again, trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is on the throne. He is not surprised by any of this. And no matter how frustrating it might get to us personally, 
uh, we can turn and trust in him and have peace there, have peace that Christ is on the throne and doing what he does. So I just want to thank you, Lord, for all that you've given us. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Lord, for the small things Like me and her on a porch swing For summer nights and fireflies And the sound of my old six-string Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings If I still got breath in these lungs Then that's all I need to get down on my knees And be thankful for all that he's done For my mama, for my mama 